Welcome to the Ball Club. All right, welcome to the Ball Club. I'm your host, Joey, here with my co-host, Harrison. Austin's out tonight, got a lot to cover. We're going to go over the wild card series and then the potential matchups for the DS series. So with that being said, let's just get started. Harry, how's it going? I know you had a rough, a little rough weekend here. Yeah, man. Shout out, Austin. We miss you, bro. Can't wait to see you <laughs> next week. But uh, you're missing an episode where Harrison's going to be very sad, speaking in the third person right now. <laughs> sad Harrison. Um, yeah, so it's not the worst episode for you, for you to miss. Um, yeah, man, what a, what a disappointment. What a just complete meltdown, um, you know, classic Mets fashion. Like, let's be honest about it. It's, it's nothing new. I think we let up... Um, Back in, I want to say 2007, 2006, we went to the NLCS against uh, the Cardinals. And then 2007, I think we had a, I think it was 07. We had a seven game lead on the Phillies, seven plus. I think it was seven or seven and a half. I got to check that. And we let, we let up that lead and we didn't even make the playoffs that year. Not only did we not win the division, we didn't make the playoffs. 2016, 2015, we go to the World Series. 2016, we face the Giants in an epic one-game elimination wildcard round where we lost one nothing. Uh, fans sent home packing. Game was also at City Field. Syndergaard threw eight. I think it was. I think he went eight. Almost. I think flawless. Like I think he. I think he shot. I think he. I think he pitched eight shutout innings. Familia, who was our closer at the time, comes in in the ninth and, and gives up a home run, a solo shot. We lose that game, I think, one nothing, if I remember correctly. Bumgarner shut us out um, for the Giants. And it just felt very eerily similar, except we didn't have the pitching tonight. I think Bassett has proven now that, or, you know, I think this is something that can change, but he's proven that he was not ready for big games mentally. He, no, I agree with that. To, he seemed to falter under pressure. I still, Joey and I were speaking offline or online, or we were speaking yesterday about who they should have started. I don't think that there was another choice. I don't No, really, you're right. That was probably a bad take I'm, by me. I mean, I thought Walker <laughs> maybe could have been the guy, but I, just I don't even think he was on the roster. I don't think he was even on the roster originally. Right. I think he was brought. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Walker somehow didn't make the starting roster. I mean, dude, there's tons of questions on on, on management, different calls that that you know Buck and and the front office could have made differently for the past month and a half. Man, like it's not mm -hmm. just not just the past week. We let up a ten and a half game lead to the Braves. I think there's been hard four, times, hard times for Mets fans. Teams. There's been four teams in MLB history to ever let up a 10 and a half game lead in a division. For, that was a stat I saw. 
So Friday, obviously, we get blown out. I didn't even watch the game. I was looking on my phone. I was at an engagement party. Looking on my, I was watching the game on my phone, saw Josh Bell rip a two-run homer, and I was like, all right, I'll you know, put this away for a sec. Yeah, it was early in the game. I was like, I'll put this away, you know, see, I'll look at the score and see what's up later. And I look, and it's 7-0, seven, seven and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not even going to watch this game. Next night, I'm home. I'm like, all right, like, let's go. Like, we need two in a row. They, they show up. Pete has a big home run, middle of the game, to bring us up 3-2, and then we have a big, I think it was seventh or eighth inning, uh, to go up seven two, Adovino almost blows that game. <laughs> seven <laughs> seven to two. Manny Machado's up with the bases loaded, and he walks him to bring in a run. So tying runs at the plate. And thank God we got through that game, but it didn't even matter. Uh, we didn't have it. We didn't have it last. We didn't have it yesterday, and honestly, we haven't had it for about a month and a half now. Um, let me uh, let me jump into some some stuff here. Yeah. I just want to kind of go through with you on the Mets. So. Um, I've talked about this before with Scherzer in, in an earlier podcast where I didn't think Scherzer that, you know, he's look, he's getting older. He's, you know, he's the mad dog. I get it. But I think, you know, they have him for one more year. They have to look at skipping a couple starts, maybe doing some inning limits with him because he just looked exhausted and he went 4.2 innings, seven earned runs. He had this problem last year with the Dodgers. You know, he's not a young guy anymore. So I think it's, it's, you know, even though he's got that big bag contract, like they're going to have to do something next year to in, li- limit his innings. And I know he was limited this year, but it was also because of injuries. So there was like buildups and stuff like that. So I just think that's something they need to look at next year. And then game one, Darvis just, just had the Mets number. I mean, he was killer seven innings pitched one earned run. Um, and then one thing I wanted to ask you about is like, as a Mets fan, not only is this like a heartbreaker for you because you lose this series that, I think a lot of people thought the Mets could win is you have to look now DeGrom Bassett and correct me if I'm wrong Diaz are possibly not on this roster next year yeah no so that's, that's, you know, that's another thing to think about now yeah no that's 100% right they um I gave my dad I got my dad his birthday was September 30th so you know this is before we even lost the division I got him for his birthday uh DeGrom jersey but Shout I out, couldn't Scotty. give it I couldn't give it to him until yesterday, until yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> literally like we're losing seven, one. And I, I, I texted him, he was wearing the Jersey and I texted him, you should return. He had the tags on still. I was like, you should return that. And I was like, I don't, I don't think, you know, we're going to lose this game. And I don't think we're going to have DeGrom next year. He, he yeah, we'll talk about, about Asian landings on yeah, the but yeah, it's very, yeah, but he did speak about, he did, he, out. Did, he did speak about opting out, and I don't think that that sounds very good. No, he's uh, very open about that he he will opt out, which I, I think I get. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Like, I think he wants a bigger yeah. bag, but it could be, you know, who knows? Maybe he wants to go somewhere else. I don't know. I want to pay him, too. Like, I don't want them. Dude, like, the worst thing we could do now, like, he really screwed us, too, because now, you know, the front office is thinking, well, you know, DeGrom didn't have a great September, like – you know, maybe we don't give him the bag. Like, no, we should give him the bag. Like he's, he's our guy. Uh, he's, like he's our, caliber, you have to, he's an, you know, he's a Nolan Ryan, right? Like generational talent. Like it would be such a mistake to, to let him walk in free agency. So I, we had him, you know, we've had him since 2014. And I, I think that, that we definitely need to do what we can to keep him. And hopefully we do, man, but like, it didn't sound very good. Scherzer, back to your point, you know, about being tired, had a tweet come out. I saw a tweet that came out that he he was blaming. I don't know if he was joking or not, 
but he was oh, blaming, he said that he got overworked last year. Yeah, he was blaming yeah. Dave Roberts for being overworked last year, and it was like that's kind of a cop out. Just taking accountability. Like, dude, like you, were, you, you, were you, you wanted to, yeah, like every, like we watched you and we loved it, but like you wanted to stay in, you know, to games mm-hmm. this for games this year that you didn't need to stay in for. So it's not just you know on Dave Roberts, it's on you too, like to know your body. You know, you're right. Got to know your limits, especially old. at that age. Yeah. How do you not know? How do you not know your limits yet? You know, you you're a veteran, and even if you think that that might be the case, I think that you have to just take responsibility for for putting on a bad outing. And you know, we gave you forty million this year. Like, right? You expect more. What we that. paid for. Yeah, that's not what we paid for. Look, I mean, there's not much bright side right now. We've talked about the the management. We've talked about Epler and the moves that we made at the at the deadline not being enough. Darren Ruff being an absolute just z- zero. Um, Naquin didn't even make the roster. Vogelback, you know, had a hot month had a hot month in August and then really has not done much. Um, and Alvarez was brought up late, but you know, bright spot we got Alvarez now right up up on the team. I think next year he he's hopefully starts off with the team. We get him reps. We got PD. We got Lindor. And there's still a core there. It's we, just imagine there's still a core. You have to retain yeah, some not, guys that, that may be out the door. So and I think Bassett Bassett has like a mutual option. So I don't know I guess you could look at that as a bright side, but he has a buyout as well. So it just it's really up to him, I guess. But I wanted to I wanted to talk about like the hot story of this yeah. series. So um I'm sorry, dude. The last thing I had on the Mets real quick is that they couldn't hit a beach ball that last game. I mean, they were just not looking. Joe Musgrove was cutting them down. And then I have this ability to see into the future just a little bit, right? So I'm in this group chat with you and your cousins, and I'm like, and my brother, I'm like, what's going on with Joe Musgrove right now? Like, his ears are super sweaty, right? I'm like, how do you have sweaty ears in Queens in October? It was just, like, excessively sweaty, right? And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, literally like the next inning, Buck Showalter asked him to go out there and check him. And now he's getting checked for a substance check. So um, I know Andrew McCutcheon put out this tweet saying that it was, um, I think, icy hot. He said, here we go. I guarantee Musgrove has red hot on his ears. Pitchers use this to stay locked in. It burns. It's not sticky stuff. So it could have been that. The umpires went out there and checked him. The best part of that game was the umpire rubbing Joe Musgrove's ear. Um, But it came unfounded. I want to know what you thought. Did you think there was something going on or? Um, so in, so a couple things, I, you're not, not, not taking anything away from you, but you're not the only one who said that they saw this, you know, earlier in the game. No, no, I got amongst a text. our, amongst no, our I, no, I know I'm saying, yeah. no, what I'm, what I'm saying is though, that like, I got a text cause I was watching on my phone on the train. Right. So like, I didn't, I couldn't really see, but you know, I got a text from, from, uh, from this guy that was like, yeah, like second inning I noticed his this guy's ears were like shiny and you know Buck waited till what the sixth or seventh inning and he was like he should have checked in the second throw him off a little bit like the Padres were stepping out of the box right they were doing things to throw Bassett off um he should have you know if if Buck's so smart you know like Andrew McCutcheon saying Buck's so smart why didn't he do that in the second inning why do he right it could have been Buck just trying to throw him off the groove you know Buck could have known it was nothing but who really knows yeah, and we I mean, talked Mus- about this. Well, seemed hype, but like we also hit, we were hitting him after that. So like the the inning after he comes back in, um, I forgot who gets a hit off. I for- forgot if anyone actually got a hit off him, but we were. Re- I just remember like that was when 
I think Pete hit, I think Pete got a hit and then Mark Hanna flew out to right field like deep. I think you're right. I, um, we were talking about this, about what would have happened if the umpires deemed it to be illegal. So this happened twice last year where they take a sample of the substance, the pitcher gets ejected and then they test the substance and then they come back. And if it comes back to something illegal, the pitcher gets suspended and fined. I mean, just imagine if it was something like a playoff game, they would have had to protest that game, like maybe even possibly replay it today. Like, I don't even know what the, the consequences would have been, but you know, they went out there, they checked him, they said it was nothing. So it could have just been red hot. Like McCutcheon was saying. Yeah. I mean, first of all, two things. One, there's no way that they would replay the game in my, in my opinion, they would, they would give him Probably a protest suspension it. and fine and find the Padres, but also, also, what are pitchers doing putting red hot on their ears when this has been such a big topic this year? Like, just don't do anything. Like, why are you even like testing it? I'm not blaming Musgrove. I'm not saying that like, yeah, I don't Musgrove know how, who, who does this or how many pitchers do this. Yeah, I don't know. I've, made, I've not made that excuse once. Right. Like, that no, just Joe Musgrove's my guy. So I don't want to, no. I don't want to. No, him I'm just saying, no, I don't even think he cheated. I'm saying that if you like. Like, why would you put, if that's what he was doing, putting red hot on his ears, like, I think that's just fucking stupid. It's kind of like, you know, how Tatis, like, took this medication that wasn't by, like, one of the team doc, given by one of the team doctors. So he's, like, playing innocent because, like, oh, like, I thought, like, that this was okay. Like, I mean, I guess it is okay, though, because they they were cool with it. So I I don't know, you know. Yeah, but why would you even, why would you even, why would you even put something on your ear or uh, anywhere that you can, like, rub or, like, whatever? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why right now. I'm going to tell you why, why. why? Because, because pitchers do weird shit, bro. <laughs> like baseball players do weird things. They really do. Yeah, but why would you put a substance thing? Yeah, I get it. But I don't like, know. I read, I, you know, I'm, I've never pitched. That's I wish Austin was here. You for that. I know he, he that, pitched, man. but you know, they said it locks you, you in, be, you know, know. so you I gotta be smarter. You gotta be smarter. If they're giving out, like they, they could have been like, yeah, like there's something on his ears. Like we don't know what it is and he's got to come out of the game. So I'm not saying he was doing anything wrong, but like, you got to find a different way to get locked in, bro. <laughs> like you're a yeah. professional. Like, I don't know. Like it's like, don't like, why would you even risk that? that uh, I worked just, for him, I guess. So it's, you know, oh yeah, it's a weird yeah, thing. Okay. So you're blaming the, so you're saying he pitched. I don't think Musgrove would want you to say like he pitched so well because he had red Cause hot. Because of icy hot or red hot or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't he think was good, he would man. want he that. I think, re- I think he was locked in and he was awesome. Don't get me wrong. This guy, I've never seen a ball. We couldn't touch him. I've never seen a ball move the way that his his slider and curveballs. I think David Cohn was saying that his his spin rate and his velocity was up to, um, which kind of like put more things into question. Or you know, could have just been he was having a good game. You know, we don't know. We're not there. Me, you aren't the. Yeah, we weren't the one rubbing his ears, unfortunately. So that's that's uh, yeah. And I and I'm and I and I'll stay not not rubbing his ears. Yeah, stay on that train. So we'll move on. Good job, Padres. Uh, they take two out of three. They're going to move on. We'll go yeah, to the quick, Guardians. Uh, oh, no, ahead, real, qu- real, real quick, though, like just shout out. I mean, this sucks, but like just shout out Padres. Like, we're yeah, as baseball fans, got to be Mets, like, but but yeah, they, you know, they, we, we are not talking about at all that they actually played really well. They did. They, they, really they did. got two great pitching performances from Darvish and Musgrove and um, their lineup came through, which they haven't come through. Uh, for literally right two months and since they got Soto everybody's been bashing them and you know you're on this pod saying that Brandon Marsh is a better player than Soto and uh, like, okay let's not get crazy there's no there's <laughs> yeah there's 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 all this stuff out in the media about like how much of a bust that trade was Josh Bell's not doing shit 
Josh Bell goes for a two. Brandon Drury was the steal. Dude, great, great call putting Grisham in center. Um, he's killing you guys. He's phenomenal. He's he's just he's a stud out there. And yeah, man, like you, Darvish, Machado, really, really, Machado uh, is having really MVP ca- MVP caliber season from from Machado. Uh, Goldschmidt, the probable MVP, um, is is out of the playoffs. Machado's still in. So, you know, shout out to them for playing well. Right. I'll, I'll give one shout out to since you're a shout out to but Hansan Kim, he was great. Uh, you know, stepping in for Tatis, you didn't really expect much, but his defense has been elite. I mean, they were talking, and I agree with the broadcast last night, they were talking about where do you put Tatis in when he comes back? Because I think Hansan Kim has earned that spot. He's a way better defensive shortstop and he's, he's hitting. I mean, listen, is he the hitter that Tatis is? No, but I've already talked about we'll how I think they should move Tatis. Yeah. yeah. Later on. So, but They're good on move. him. I think we, I think, I think we could all like, I think not only should they move him to a different position, I think they should just move him to another team like, <laughs> altogether. So yeah, good luck. So, so good luck moving I mean, that contract and that drama. I mean, well, yeah, we'll see. Like we talked about the potential of like an angels or like something like that, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. Another. Episode. Yeah. So let's move on to the guardians and rays. Uh, this was a pitching duel both games i'm not gonna spend too much time on this series but jose ramirez hits the big homer in game one um it was good to see glass now back in game two the second game went 15 innings and the guardians won it with a walk-off homer from oscar gonzalez um bieber pitched really well mckenzie pitched really well all the pitchers on both sides pitched really well and that's kind of what this series was yeah i got nothing to add i think Mm -hmm. what were their three i mean there were three runs, right? There was the Jose think, Ramirez uh, home run. I think it was two and, to one in the first game, right? And then one nothing okay, in the so second the game. Race so scored, the race scored one in the first. But Let yeah, me uh, double-check that, but yeah. Ramirez scores, you know, gets both RBIs with a home run, and then Gonzalez gets the one RBI in the second game with a home run. Uh, this proves absolutely nothing to me, in, in all honesty. Right. It's a it's a weird two-game series that, that just happened there. Um. I think the Yankees. I think the Yankees can score, man. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll talk I, about I, that. They, we'll get into the Guardians yeah, Yankees well, here at the end, but yeah, because I, mean, I do yeah. want to talk more Guardians. It's just this series there just wasn't wasn't much, man. I mean, but that's 15, what I'm saying. Like, I'm not scared. Pitching, like, right for you guys, like, I'm not scared if if they're gonna go up and and have three RBIs on two home runs and and nothing else and right. skate and skate their way. Like, you could think about it. Like, yeah, it was a good pitching performance, but you could throw anyone up against, you know. The, the Yankees lineup and they can score, especially with judge, right? Like there's, there's no, like, you got to be able to score the base. You got to be able to score runs. If you're gonna, right. going up against, I the mean, Yankees. the objective is to outscore the other team. That's the game. So we'll see what, yeah. the, <laughs> see what and, the Guardians and, could do. But I'm, I am really, going to talk about their lineup um, in that when we get to that. So, okay. but yeah, like I said, uh, yeah. And it was two to one, the first game, I just double checked it. So Rays had one guardians had two. So this series I wanted to talk about the Mariners blue Jays just, unspeakable from the blue jays right now so first game castillo shoves he's an ace seven innings pitched no earned runs five k's um robbie ray gets absolutely shelled in game two he's taken out in the third inning i think he gave up four runs i think um gossman was shoving two but he i think left with the bases loaded and then explain this to me that the mariners are down eight to one and how do you lose an eight to one game in the postseason they come back and win it like that's so much grit from them Robbie Ray was Robbie Ray was abysmal, right? And even Paul Seawald comes in, who's been one of their better relievers all year, and he's terrible. He's throwing the ball away. The Blue Jays are just like taking this game, and then the Mariners just come back. 
and they just lock it in. They win. I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was. Congrats it was to the Mariners. Insane. It was insane. Blue Jays feel Blue Jays fan, fans feeling worse than me right now for sure. Yeah, too for sure. That's that's just hor. I mean, yeah. I mean, they still could have lost Game Three, I guess. But like, that, how do you give up an eight to one lead? Fans are thinking they're coming. Fans left probably thinking yeah, they're coming. Let back me get tomorrow. let me get home before the traffic gets let me crazy. Get home. Like, yeah, it's eight to one. This game's over. That's just. That's just horrible, man. I mean, and I got a couple things on the Blue Jays, yeah. and we'll we'll get more into like their expectations um, in our offseason episodes. But they were like projected to win the series this year. Their team, their lineup, like the players that they have, the trades they made at the deadline, like they were looking like they were making the right moves. They lost their manager. They fired him. Like they were underperforming. The defense hasn't been there. And then they, you know, they come out and they say things like Vlad said last year. This, you know. That was the trailer. This is the movie. Well, the movie just ended with you losing to the Mariners after you were up eight to one. So that's your, that's your movie. So I don't know, Blue Jays, they, they have to be better next year, especially with the amount of money that they've put into them, the players that they brought in. I, I just, it's such a, like, you look at that team and you're like, wow, that's what you guys did this season. Like they were projected to win the East. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say Mets, Mets, Blue Jays, most disappointing teams. By Huge far. disappointment on the Blue Jays, but uh, you know, the Mariners are dangerous and we're going to talk about their matchup against Houston. Um, I liked how they had George Kirby out of the pen. I thought they were going to use him as maybe a game four starter, but it looks like he may be, I mean, he still could be, uh, but it looks like they're going to use him in that pen role. So, yeah, I mean, good on the Mariners. I think Austin said it yet last week. Like I, I think the Mariners have a better shot against the Astros than the Blue Jays would have. And we talked about momentum oh, for going sure. into these, going into these divisional series. And I think that <laughs> how much more momentum can you have than what? The yeah. Mariners you don't get more momentum right than, you know, coming back from an eight, one postseason game. So nah. that's, that's as momentum as it gets. Yeah, man. So if they can, if they can somehow, you know, put up some runs against Verlander, you know, put up a couple against him and, and try to take one of two of the first two games. And then you got your aces coming back for, you know, for the weekend games. I, I don't see why they can't take this series. Like, like you said, like they, they, they've had some Castillo is just, awesome down, on the man. he's just so freaking good he's he like that that i think you have to fa- like you almost have to favor the mariners in a game where castillo's facing one of the you know the astros th- three or four guys right like yeah and i'll say this um you know we were talking last week about how you said you know the momentum uh, can be a big factor and i was saying well the pitching might be more of a factor and that's kind of the debate with the wild card right is okay you play the wild card and you lose your best pitching but now you have this momentum going in with the Mariners, I think this was a huge win for them because now they have that momentum and they still have Logan Gilbert and then they can just go right back to, to Castillo if they want to do short rest. I mean, so they have options. It's not like they're going to have to go out there and throw a five starter, um, you know, especially when in, yeah. in two games instead of three, like they're saving days for their guys. So I think yeah, we're ju- and we'll, we'll get we'll get into the Mariners Houston a little bit, but I really like that matchup for them. Yeah, I was going to say we're jumping the gun, gun a little bit, but yeah, just real quick, I think that uh, I think if I'm if I'm the Mariners, I, I save Castillo for a home game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad, yeah, not a bad uh, call. So we'll move on from that. And, um, you know, takes a big man to admit his mistakes. And I think me, you and Austin all need to admit our mistakes here because <laughs> all of us had the Cardinals. Dude, the whole country has got to admit their mistakes. What the hell? We, we, had, we could we not have been sweeping. more wrong. We could not have been more wrong. Um, the we Phillies sweeping sweep two. Man. Yeah, Philly yeah. sweeping two. Wheeler and Nola shut it down. Um, and then I have been bashing the Phillies bullpen all year. The bullpen locked it down. I don't even think the bullpen gave up a run in either game. 
So um, the Phillies are dangerous. They're dangerous. I, I uh, redact. Well, I can't redact it because it already happened, but I said the Cardinals were going to win, but I said the Phillies weren't going to really be much of a threat. I said they could have been if their offense got going, which I don't want to like sit here and say, oh, the offense got going because they scored two runs. Um, but a lot of guys had good games. Bryce Harper had a good game. Real Muto had a good game. Uh, Bomb, third base. He was making plays, hit, getting hits. I yeah. mean, they, they were doing it. Gene Segura. Just, the ball. Yeah. So the Phillies are definitely something to watch out for. And we can talk about them here in a minute because um, they're going to be facing the Braves. So did you have anything else on this? I, well, I had one more thing, actually. The Cardinals, you know, that's it. Um, Yachty, Pujols, probably Wainwright. That's it. That's yeah. it. Crazy. Wainwright's not 100. I think he's the only one not 100%, but I'd have to imagine that all three of them are going to go out together. Yeah, cr- kind of crazy that 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 run is over, that that rain is over. But, um, I mean, they come – Phillies come back down 2-0 in the, in the ninth. That was that was crazy, the game one. Wheeler, by the way, is, is awesome. Wheeler, an, an ex-Met, that's tough to see. He's awesome. And, yeah, I think that – we were bashing them about their bullpen. I think at the at the end of the season, I was hard. And you I was were wrong. hard, and you know you were right. Like at the time, <laughs> at the time you were right. This and is we'll what I'm saying. Hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, man. Like it it's crazy. Like they 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 came out, um, they came out and, and shoved two games in a row. I think you know getting some of those guys that maybe are are more of the starter, like lower end starter starter guys into the bullpen may have helped as well. Because I think. If I'm if I'm not wrong, Eflin closed for them, right? On, I, th- I, I you know yeah, what Eflin closed I for them so, the yeah. second game, and and he was awesome. And I, I believe he's had more of a starter or like reserved role. Um, he wasn't their their all season closer, if I'm not mistaken. So that that uh that was pretty cool to see. They yeah they played really well, man. And Bryce yeah. Harper coming up with a big home run. I can't believe I have to root for this team going up against the Braves. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Uh, you know, congrats hard. Rob Thompson. That's his, uh, you know, he took this this team. I think they were 22 and 26 at the time when they fired Girardi, and he took this team and uh, he turned it around, and good for him. He just won two of his first postseason appearances. So congrats to Rob Thompson. He's obviously doing something right. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. congrats so to we, the Phillies. Yeah. We can move on to the, uh, the matchups now. This is where it's going to get interesting. So – We'll start off with uh, Padres-Dodgers. Uh, I believe the broadcast last night said the Padres were going to start Manaya. Manaya not as good as last year. He hasn't been that good as a Padre. I mean, he hasn't been god-awful either. And the Dodgers have not announced a game one starter, but their options are um, Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, uh, Urias, and Kershaw. I, for some reason, I don't see it being Gonsolin. I know he's coming off that injury, so I'm, I'm sure they're going to save him for like a game two or three, give him a little bit extra time to get ready. I could be wrong. Um, I don't think Andrew Heaney is a part of the starting rotation. He may come out of the pen, which I did want to see him in the rotation because he's been extremely good this year. But the Padres have not matched up against the Dodgers this year at all. You Darvish has not been good against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have continuously beat the Padres this year. I, I don't even have the game log of, of what the uh, record is for these two teams, but I know the Dodgers have been dominant. So you have to hate this matchup as a Padre. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone's going to hate the matchup against the 110-win team, right? Or 108 wins, whatever it was, whatever it turned out to be. Um, but I think that the Padres have to – I think the Padres have to win game one to even have a chance in this series, but we've everything that we've stated about the Padres the whole season about, or at least since the all-star break about 
how they've, you know, their lineup wasn't as good as they said it was going to be, you know, you have Tatis going, getting suspended and all the negativity, they might not even make the playoffs, all this blah, blah, blah. And, you know, first series against the Mets, their pitching is awesome for the most part and their lineup is ecstatic. So they, um, yeah, I think that they have a shot, man. Like, because if their lineup, if their lineup can do something against, I think it'll be Urias. Um, they said, I saw something that said it's either him or Kershaw and they're keeping it close to the vest, which is probably pretty smart. I don't know. why. Yeah. We'll find out Tuesday morning is that's when it has to be dropped. So, but yeah, I, I think that if they can somehow put up some, some runs against Urias or Kershaw, whoever it is, and actually win game one, then they have a chance because then they're going, they got one game in, in, in LA. If they lose game one, man, it's going to be tough in my opinion, because I just, I can't see them winning three or four against the Dodgers. The Dodgers just have so much depth. I mean, their lineup is essentially an all-star team. Their rotation has been good this year. Um, even without Walker Bueller, the thing that I worry about and the Dodgers are in a similar situation with my Yankees is like, they don't really have a set closer. Like they got Kimbrel and he hasn't worked out. Um, they do Maybe have other guys in that pen. Yeah. They, I don't know if you want to put, I mean, he's never really close before, but they do have yeah. Gratterall. They have a couple guys that they can, I guess, lean to. Um, but the Padres, I mean, you could say that they're in a similar boat because Hader hasn't been what they thought. I mean, he's been better as of late. So you could see some weird closing matchups in this series, but I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make my pick right now. I'm going to, if you want to do yours after I'm going to pick the Dodgers, I think the, the pitching is going to be huge for them. They have the advantage. I just don't like the way the Padres have played against the Dodgers this year at all. And I know it's postseason and postseason vibes. It's different. Um, I will say this about the Padres though. I, I want to see you Darvish pitch well against the Dodgers. Like he hasn't really done it too much this year. And I, I want to see him come in and, and be that shutdown ace that he's supposed to be And against the Dodgers. That's a really hard ass, but I think the Dodgers are going to take it. Man. This would have been so much easier four days ago <laughs> I got Padres in four wow I think they take it with the momentum they've got I think Soto's back to to the baseball to player form. he is yeah another thing that I forgot to mention earlier by the way and I think this is something that I, I really another reason I really like them is that they were playing some great small ball some of the some of the best small ball I've seen in baseball this season you know, obviously Grisham hit a couple home runs. Machado hit a hit a bomb in game. I think it was game one or two. The defense so they, was great. They had their home run. Their defense was great, but their small ball that they played. And the reason I noticed it is because that's what the Mets were doing so well before the All Star break, man. And they and they just hadn't been doing that since. They got too cocky, too hot, too too quick. And I think the the Padres are the opposite, where they didn't have it after the All Star break. Their bats weren't doing as well. And and I think there must've been something said in the, in that coaching staff that we got to play some more sm small ball, steal some bases, bunt, you, you know, you see Soto bunting over guys to get them mm -hmm. into scoring position, like some crazy stuff, right. That, some, that you would never leadership moments yeah. um, from Machado too. Like he came out, I think it was, I can't remember who, who what pitcher was, but he came out, calmed it down. Like he's just, he, he's really turned it around for me. He's a player that was, I don't want to say doing dirty stuff, but starting fights in his early in his career, he was sliding into people. He was kind of a troublemaker a little bit. And now he's on the Padres and it's like a complete 180. Like, I think he needs to be the captain of that team. He shows so much leadership and, and does so much. And you can tell he yeah, really connects got, with the other guys. So I got Padres. Sorry, in four, man. 
Yeah, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to still say Dodgers, but uh, if the Padres win then they're going to win the world series, that's all I'm going to say. I can't, my future. I can't see them winning a game five. Yeah. If they get, if they get, if they get to game five, I can't see them winning a game five um, in LA, but I think that if they can take it in four, they take it in four. Right. Okay. So we're good on that. Let's move to the Braves Phillies. And before we start this series, this broke this morning when I woke up, I saw it. The Atlanta Braves has signed breakout rookie right-handed pitcher, our guy, Spencer Strider, to a six-year, $70 million, or $75 million contract that includes a seventh-year club option, which, if exercised, would bring the total value of seven years, $92 million. So then there's this to look at, uh, tweeted by Jeff Passan. Few teams have cores as good as Atlanta. No team is close to locking up their core like this. Uh, Austin Riley is signed through 2033. Michael Harris is signed through 2032. Olsen is signed through 2030. Spencer Strider now signed till 2029. Acuna Jr., 2028. Vaughn Grisham, 2028. Ozzy Hobbies, 2027. William Contreras, 2027. And Kyle Wright, 2026. So I, I continue to applaud the Braves front office. They are evaluating young talent, bringing them up early, seeing what they have, and then locking them in long term. I think that's so smart. They're going to save money because a guy like Spencer Strider, who has ace potential, could, you know, if they let him go through arbitration and all that, I mean, he can, he can command a huge contract. And now they're, they're not, I don't want to say taking that away from him, but they're giving him the option where, Hey, do you want to get a bag now? And you can possibly get another bag later. Or do you want to bet on yourself for the next X amount of years that he's in arbitration and go get a monster contract. So I think it's smart on both the player and the team. So I continue to applaud the Braves. Their front office is is doing smart things. They're doing, they're doing exactly what they, they need to be doing. They're, they're kind of meeting, meeting in the middle, right? Like they're saying, all right, you have this potential. You could be this ace guy, but there is a chance that you get injured or you fall off a little bit and you don't get that bag, you know, different sport, but you see what Dennis Schroeder did when he had his season with the Clipper, not Dennis Schroeder. Um, yeah. Wait, was it Dennis? I forgot who it was. If, if you have an eight, you know, you could have an $80 million contract now or 75 million in Strider's case and lock it up and then get a bag later. If you still are the ACE that you are, you know, you see Scherzer still doing crazy things at 39, you could still get that bag later on and right. you, you guarantee yourself $75 million right now. He's 23 years old. Too. I'm taking 23 it. Yeah. years old, hundred percent. And you get to stay with your team that you've, You've had you've gone on this amazing run with like mm-hmm. great vibes. You know, people love playing in Atlanta. And I'll say this: I know you're not a huge A Rod fan. Um, I obviously am, but I was I watched the K Rod cast like one time this year, and they were talking about signing players early. And A Rod talked about when you're the player and the agent, when you get offered a contract early in your career, it kind of takes your power away because you don't have that option to say, okay, I'm going to go bet on myself for one year, like Judge is doing, and go get a monster contract. Because now you'll say, okay, I'm going to bet on myself for four to five years, or I think arbitration is five years now, instead of just taking the bag. So, again, the Braves, they just keep doing it. But let's talk about them versus the Phillies. I think the Braves are the better team. Uh, And, look, Phillies, prove me wrong again. Like, tell me I'm wrong again. Like, you already did once. Do it again. But the Braves, I think, have better pitching. Um, I'm going to imagine that the Phillies are going to go with either Syndergaard or Gibson. I could be wrong. Uh, they haven't announced yet. So I think the Braves have an all around better defensive team, uh, better lineup. They have a, you know, the guys on there with a lot of postseason experience now. Um, and I think the, the pitching and the bullpen is just better. I think they are just a better team than the Phillies. All around. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, uh, I want the Phillies, but I, I think Braves could sweep. I think Braves could sweep. There's potential. 
I, I hate calling a sweep in the playoffs. I, you know, I'm, I'm good at picking a winner, but I'm not good at picking how many games. I just, I just, I think it's the Braves, though. I, I mean, look, like I said, Philly's it's in three or four. Yeah, go ahead. But. I think they'll sweep, but I think it's three or four. But I think they'll take it in four. The Phillies have so much momentum right now. I, I think they'll take at least one game, but. You I don't have think to they have the, the depth in the pitching in the pitching staff to to no, hold, especially hold Nolan Wheeler games, not going against first two, going against Freed, yeah, going against Freed and um, Strider. Who, Strider would be second, right? Yeah. Um, so. um, yeah. I mean, that's a tough ask. That's a really good uh, a really good team to play. The Bra- I mean, the Braves are, you know, they you know, and the Bryce Iglesias is back. He's closing. Um, Charlie Morton has been good in the postseason. He'll probably be the game two. Maybe Spencer Strider is the game three. And then they have other options like Kyle Wright and Odorizzi can be out of the pen. Like Bryce Elder has been something else for them this year. So they just have so many players that can do so much. I, I just think it's the Braves. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But let's move on. Mariners and Astros. I'm going to, I don't know. It's maybe, I, I don't think it's a hot take with me and you necessarily, but maybe it's a hot take in baseball. Like I'm going Mariners here. I really am. I think, I know game one is Justin Verlander. How many games? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad with how many games. <laughs> I just think they haven't, you know, Logan Gilbert. Um, I don't think too many people like realize the season he had. Like he was the Mariners' top guy for pretty much all year until they got Castillo, and now he's going to go against Verlander. And you know, does it hurt not having Castillo in Game One? Sure, but you just throw Logan Gilbert in the mix. I mean, I know the Astros lineup is so dangerous up and down, but the Mariners have proven that they could come back from a deficit. Um, they got that grit. They got that dog. They got pitching. They have a bullpen. I just, I'm a Mariners guy right now with this. I, I don't know. Tell me, you're wearing a Mariners hat right now. So I'm assuming you're on the same page with me. Um, your assumption, your assumption would be wrong. Oh, I want the Mariners. You guys know I'm, I, I'm, I'm a big anti-Astros fan after their cheating scandal I, I I never never forget man never forget but um yeah I think the Astros got it I think they they got it and 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 it's gonna be tough though I don't think it's it's automatic and I don't and I'm not very confident I definitely you know I paused there like I thought about it uh I think I got Astros I think Astros close it out in five at home in a in a big game five but to your point the Mariners I believe that seven run comeback is tied for the largest in MLB postseason history correct me if I'm wrong um Uh, I think you might be right I think that's right so that is crazy (laughs) right (laughs) let's we'll go with it that's crazy that's just an absolute to go into a series like that after that I just got to believe that Verlander Sub two ERA Verlander, nonetheless, veteran Verlander, one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. Verlander has so much postseason experience. One. So, like, you're telling me, like, they, like, to me, they automatically have game one and game five. Like, he'd pitch game, I, I, you know, he potentially would pitch game five, right? If, if they're playing a game five in Houston on, mm-hmm. I think that would be next Monday, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it would be next Sunday. I can't, I, I'm not sure what the schedule would be but it would be either next, next Sunday or Monday on, on five or six days rest. So, so you're telling me that he's pitching twice at a sub two ERA. One of, one of the best seasons he's ever had low key. <laughs> and no, it is. And he's I getting older. And getting better. I think those are auto wins for them. So for me to say that Mariners take it to five, actually, I think is real credit to them to be able to even win two, 
two of three that Verlander won't be pitching this series. If you want to think about it that way. Yeah. Verlander lives by the quote, you know, the older you get, the better you get. And that's what he's doing. So I'm a big proponent of experience and the Astros have way more postseason experience than the Mariners do. Uh, I know the Mariners are coming off that 21 year drought. I know there's some players who happen in the postseason on their team, but the, the experience is just there for the Astros, but I'm just, I'm still going Mariners. I just, I, and like, par, it's partially biased because I'm like you, I'm not an Astros fan. Like I know the cheating scandal so long ago. I just, I don't forget it. Um, but yeah, I just, I really like the Mariners this year. Like they have shown something different. They're just different, built different. Yeah, man. So let's move on. Guardians, Yankees. Um, I'm going to open this one up with the quick hot story that Aroldis Chapman didn't show up to practice on Friday. So the Yankees have DFA'd him. He will not be on the postseason roster, which I am thrilled about. I don't think he was going to be on the, pro, the postseason roster anyway, regardless if he showed up to practice or not. The Yankees are saying because he didn't show up to practice that he's DFA'd, but I cannot watch Aroldis Chapman below another game, I, like in the postseason or in the regular season at all. Like I know they're not bringing him back, so I just I want to get rid of Aroldis Chapman. It looks like that's the way it is. Like I guess he's still potential for the uh, CS if they make it that far. I don't see it, so I'm glad that he's off the roster. Um, the Yankees still have a lot of roster decisions to make with Matt Carpenter and Ben Attendee. If those guys can come back, who's not going to be on the roster? It's it's a big crunch, and the Yankees are kind of like the Dodgers where they're keeping it close to the vest right now. But it looks like the Guardians are going to have to have to throw out Cal Quantrill, and then the Yankees are going to throw Cole. Thoughts? Yeah, man. I, I said it earlier. I think that it's worrisome for me that the Guardians scored – twice on two two big hits right they scored on right. on Ramirez home run and they scored on the um on the on the home run in the 15th right to to close out the series so but now the Rays you have to remember are also an elite pitching team so I don't know if that's a factor for you or not you mean the Guardians uh, well the Guardians are playing the Rays and the Rays are oh. elite pitching so then oh, not scoring a lot of runs doesn't really move the needle yeah. for me but well, they didn't. It's not that they didn't score a lot of runs. It's that they scored three runs on two hits. Like that right. doesn't that doesn't do it for me. I mean, I guess I guess I see what you're saying that the Yankees don't have that same level of uh, elite pitching that the that the Rays do. I I just think that uh, or that the um, yeah that the Rays do. But I I don't know. I I think that the Yankees got it in four. I don't think that I don't I don't think you have much to worry about. No, I think the Yankees got it. Um... I don't know. And this, this is hot take season for me, I guess, but I just don't love Cole against this team. Like there's, you know, Josh Naylor has hit him in the past. Um, there are a lot of high average hitters, low strikeout lineup, but then again, Cole is a high strikeout guy, but looking at Cole this year, like he's been really big on giving up the, the long ball. And I just don't love Cole. I, I would have started Nestor. And I know it's a, it's a money thing. Like, okay, Cole's making this much and he's a solidified ace and, He's this for the organization. And I hate that, man. I'm like, whoever's playing the best needs to, whoever's playing the best needs to be in that spot. And people don't want to hear it, but it's Nestor Cortez. Yeah. Like he's, he's been way better than Garrett Cole has this year. It's not even close. Well, it's, I mean, you know, so I just, I, mean, I, I, mean, guarantee, I guarantee a Ramirez shot into the porch. Like that. That's like, the guy that's you got a picture on. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless they just walk him eight times, you know, or however many times this series, but. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that there are things that there are ways that I could see the guardians winning this series. Don't get me wrong. Like I definitely wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't be the craziest thing ever, 
but I do think that the Yankees got it. I think it's tough. To I, yeah, I like the matchup better. I like the Guardians are just not on the level that the Yankees are on offensively. I don't think. I, I need to see Cole like come out and absolutely well, shove yeah, and be the ace. I need to see it. I need to. He has to. Like, if he doesn't come out and shove and he's like, then you have to reevaluate his position in the rotation next year. I just, he's just hasn't been good this year. I mean, he's, if you look at the overall numbers, like, yeah, his ERA is good, but then you look at, okay, he's given up the most long balls out of any American League pitcher. So that's scary Cole for you. I just, he's having a, a weird year for sure. And I want to see him go out there and just absolutely shove. Um, I don't think Ben Attendee is going to be back for this series, but imagine Ben Attendee, Bader, Judge, outfield. Like, that's just, that's unreal. So I, I like the Yankees in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to say four games, even though I haven't really been saying games, but yeah. The only thing that, yeah, the only other thing that scares me if I'm a Yankees fan is that they're going to pitch around Judge like it's not like they they might not even pitch the Judge. They're going to, yeah, like, I, like they I, might not throw one pitch in the strike zone to Judge. Yeah, if the Guardians want to win, they have to pitch around Judge. I just don't, I don't see them pitching him. Because you said you said that they they don't match up from an offensive standpoint, but I actually disagree. I think that mm-hmm. they, you know, besides Judge, which is a huge besides, right? Like. Judge is the best hitter in baseball. Right. Besides Judge, though, I think the rest of the lineup out hits the Yankees lineup, you know, day in, day out. I don't know if, you know, this, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the stats would back that up. Like you said, they're a low strikeout team, high, high average team. Put the ball, they put the ball in play, high average. And the Yankees, besides Judge, are not that team. And this is the, the caveat is like, you have to see, okay, what Yankees team is showing up? Is it? I think, Stan- I think Stanton, or- Stanton is the plug. Stanton is the key this series, man, for you guys. Stanton has right. to be able to hit too because if he can hit, then they got to they they can't really pitch around Judge as much, right? Like they right. can't and pitch then, the other guys as much, right? So, and there's really yeah. you know DJ Lemayhew is is he's not even a hundred percent on the roster right now, so he's their their best base hitter and he's gone. I, I mean, he may be on the bench, but he's not he's not starting. So you have to hope you get postseason Anthony Rizzo like good Anthony Rizzo um, which I think Anthony Rizzo is going to be fine um, I hope Cabrera can continue his hot streak you have to hope Donaldson stays hot uh, Glaber I know he was sick like the last two two days of the season but you have to hope that he carries into what he's been doing and he can be what he is and then you're 100 percent right on Stanton like he has to be postseason Stanton because Judge is going to get pitched around there's no no doubt about it 100 percent so they're going to pitch around Judge Stanton has to be hot and then the, the bottom of that lineup just has to perform. Like Trevino has to be there. IKF has to do what he does and hit the ball and get on base. Um, you know, they have to, they just have to perform. And if that's the thing about the Yankees. It's like, okay, what Yankees are you going to get? Are you going to get hot Yankees? Or are you going to get August Yankees? It's, you know, but I'm still going Yankees. I think they got it. I think they got it, but I thought the Mets had it. I thought the Cardinals, I thought, <laughs> the, thought Cardinals the Cardinals had, had it. it. <laughs> Such a we couldn't have been so wrong. I guess I, I I I believe I picked the Guardians, so I'm I'm happy about that one, and I believe I picked the Mariners, but yeah, I was wrong about I was two of four, so you know I don't like those odds very much for you because I think the Yankees got it, but it's it's fifty fifty on me right now. So yeah, I'm gonna go Yankees. Um, do you have anything else on the postseason? If not, I have one thing for you before we wrap it up. No, man. I mean, it's going to be tough for me to watch, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be, there's, there are some great, great matchups. I'm I'm excited for, for everything else. I'm excited not to worry about the Mets, honestly, like other, obviously I'd rather than be in it, but I'm excited not to have to, to agonize over it day in and day out. 
now, now that you're now that your Mets are out of it, are you watching one specific team more than others? Or are you just going to kind of bounce around, go through all? Because like, obviously, I'm watching the Yankees more than others. But as a baseball fan, I'm keeping up with everything, watching highlights, flipping back and forth. Or you do you have a set team that you're going to lock into now? Like I'm picking, like that I want to see win. Just the team that you want to watch in particular for the rest of the postseason. If I had to pick a team that I well, it's tough. I don't even want to say one that you want to win. Just one that you want to watch and just. Like, that's the game you're going to throw on tonight. I'm not throwing. I don't think they start tonight, but I'm not th- throwing on any Tuesday. tonight if, if there are games tonight. Okay. Tomorrow night. Um, let's see. Let me go through. Let me let me look at the matchups see, real quick. You got Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Phillies, Mariners, Astros, Guardians, Yankees. I would say for me, it's the uh, it's it's the West Coast uh, Do- Dodgers, Padres, and and the Mariners, Astros that, that uh, intrigue me the most. Okay. Um, so I have, Oh God, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I just, I, I I'm picking my, I, the team that I want to see the team that I want to see that win the most right now, I think would probably be the Mariners, even though I, I know I picked the Astros uh, in that series. I, I think that would be freaking awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So I have a trivia question for you. I don't think you're going to get it before we close it out. Um, probably. Not, it's, it's, I know you're not going to get it because it's not a stack question and you're a stat driven guy. So. Okay, Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson, are you familiar? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Yeah. He played college football. Yeah. With a future teammate of his in baseball. Do you know who that player was that he played college football with and professional MLB baseball with on the same team? Wow. No, I have no idea. I, th- the, I have no clue. The big hurt Frank Thomas. Dude, I feel like I, Auburn. Yeah, did they say this? Did they say this like on the broadcast? <laughs> I think they said it on the yeah. broadcast the other day. Yeah, they said it on a broadcast the other day because I, I I was like, it's somebody. I think we were maybe even been talking about it in the chat. I was like, I, I know it, but like I don't know it enough to think about it. I'm waste time, but oh damn, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap it up with that. Um, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow, share us around, help us get out there. We'll be back next Monday with. Uh, with more on the postseason so we're excited oh yeah let's go mariners shove (laughs) shove let's go thanks very much for listening to the ball club make sure to like and subscribe see you next time